a new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. With the new Asda Rewards app, you earn pounds, not points, to spend in store and online. Download it now to start building your cash pot and feel like a winner. App and mobile data required. Full terms and conditions at asda.com slash rewards. Selected Asda stores and products subject to availability. Asda pounds must be spent at Asda in-store or online. Excludes George.com. September 17th, 2012, York, England. Rebecca Dick readied her excited three-year-old daughter, Lydia Bishop, for her first full day of nursery at York College. Rebecca would be studying whilst Lydia was in the daycare. At the furthest corner of the outdoor play area, Lydia gained access to a slide unsupervised. She bypassed a makeshift barrier designed to indicate that the area was out of bounds. It was then something truly heartbreaking happened. A domino effect where one child would lose her life. Fingers point at one of the workers and she is charged with manslaughter. This week's episode is a little different. There are no reports of abuse or neglect. No missing child. No horrific and brutal murder that will have you reaching for the pause button. This week's case is one that was truly avoidable, if only legislation was followed. We are all guilty of knowing we should do something that is safe. Maybe we turn our heads for several minutes while our children are playing to scroll social media. They have played on the swings or slide a million times before and never gotten hurt. They'll be fine. Until they aren't. And if we leave the well-being of our children to a daycare or school, and then something truly heartbreaking happens, who really is at fault? Does the fault lie with the school or nursery that enforces the rules are followed? Or the educator who should have been there to prevent a tragedy occurring? This is Lydia's story. September 2012. Rebecca Dick was looking at starting anew with her life. Separating from her partner, Bradley Bishop, she wanted to create a better life for herself and her three-year-old daughter, Lydia Bishop. She enrolled in a childcare course at York College on the outskirts of York, England. And what seemed to be a perfect situation, the college had a nursery attached so Lydia would always be close by while she attended classes. 
York College had this nursery since 2007, allowing those studying childcare hands-on experience while also tending to their children. The nursery provided care for children aged from newborns to five years old. By the sounds of it, it seems very similar to the daycare my own children attended, a room or rooms for babies to three years old, and then a separate area for three to five years old, more of a preschool experience. And with that, a particular government-mandated ratio of childcare worker to child to make sure the children received the care and supervision they needed. September 10th, 2012, a week before her death, Lydia went on a half-day trial at the nursery to make sure she would take to the environment. She had never been away from her mother before, but when Rebecca went to collect her daughter at the end of the day, she found Lydia sitting and listening intently to a story. It was quite obvious Lydia was enjoying herself and she didn't want to leave. It was evident that she was in safe hands. This alleviated any concerns she had about her daughter being away from her for the first time in her short life. September 17, 2012, Lydia's first full day at York College Nursery. She would be one of 17 children present on this day in her room, with three workers responsible for their care. One such worker was 25-year-old Sophie Redhead. Sophie lived on Wenham Road in nearby Foxwood with her one-year-old son, bringing with her extensive experience as a nanny for young children. Rebecca would drop Lydia off at 9.30am, Lydia asking her mother to bring her back snacks because she had been good, her last words to her mother being, quote, I love you, mummy. See you later, unquote. Less than six hours later, shortly after 3.30pm, a woman entered Rebecca's classroom and took her hurriedly to the nursery without a word, quote, there was not children around. It seemed a little strange. Unquote. All Rebecca was told at this point was that Lydia had been involved in an accident and she was taken to hospital. Rebecca would be then rushed in a police car to York Hospital, where she would find medical staff desperately trying to save Lydia's life. The medical staff informed Rebecca that Lydia had managed to get outside and access a piece of play equipment unsupervised. She was found by a member of staff, Sophie Redhead. That little Lydia was found on the slide with a rope looped around her neck, the rope itself being part of a longer piece of rope that was attached to and dangling down the slide. It was there to help the children climb up the metal frame. That somehow she had gained access to the slide, which was in the furthest corner of the playground. Lydia bypassed a makeshift barrier designed to indicate that this area was out of bounds. The rope had wrapped around her neck, choking her, as she attempted to go down the slide, and then she laid on the slide for a period of 20 minutes before anyone realised she was missing. By this time, Lydia was blue and no longer breathing. The medical staff telling Rebecca that nursery staff and paramedics on the scene attempted to revive her daughter, but without success. The doctor told her there was nothing they could do. Three-year-old Lydia Bishop had died. At first, Rebecca could not accept what the doctors were telling her was true. Quote, Eventually, I was allowed to take Lydia to a private room, where we could spend those last moments together. Unquote. 
lights, camera, action. See all the films you want as often as you like at Odeon from only $14.99 a month with a My Limitless membership. Enjoy exclusive member screenings and 10% off food and drink, all with My Limitless. Plus, until the 31st of October, students can enjoy a free £15 Amazon e-voucher with promo code FRESHERS22. Sign up online today at odeon.co.uk. Now with only a three-month minimum term. Conditions apply. York College had created this feature on the playground equipment they called Challenging Play. And this 16-metre length of rope attached to the slide woven between the top and base of the slide was part of this Challenging Play. Now the rope was supposed to be packed away at the end of playtime for the safety of the children. Although CCTV footage showed the rope left out overnight on the slide the night before Lydia's death. And this wasn't the first time it was left out, either. This particular rope was specifically identified as a risk in an assessment carried out by the college nursery. That there was a risk to the children potentially injuring themselves by getting the rope tangled around their necks. This risk assessment determined that all ropes should be put away after use and only used under supervision, and the children should be only allowed on the slide under supervision. But we obviously know this wasn't followed. We know that Lydia walked around the makeshift barrier and onto the slide on her own without anyone watching her. And what we know now is that this wasn't the first time either. In the months before Lydia's death, children at York College Nursery had two accidents on the rope attached to the same slide that caused Lydia's death. And it wasn't like Lydia had just snuck out and got injured within seconds. It was determined by her autopsy, CCTV footage and witness sightings that Lydia lay unattended and undiscovered for 20 minutes, which by that case, her little body would have been robbed of oxygen for too long to be saved. Visitor to the college, Saffron Stockwell, would later testify in court that she walked through the college car park at 2.30pm. Saffron testified that she saw a child lying motionless on the slide and no staff members in the area. She said she did not tell anyone because her own daughter sometimes played a game in which she lay in a similar way on a slide. Now, when Rebecca took Lydia for that half-day trial, Rebecca did tell the workers she was concerned about Lydia being around the equipment on her own. She was three years old and your typical clumsy preschooler learning how to coordinate her growing limbs and understanding limitations. Lydia was bright and happy and a bit of a risk-taker. Rebecca was assured that children were not left alone outside to play on the equipment, pointing to a sign on the nursery walls stating that at no time would children be allowed to play on the slide without an adult supervising and the playground ropes would be put away when staff were not there that there were at least two staff members out in the playground at any given time. After Lydia's passing, the medical staff at York Hospital were concerned about the events leading to her death. It was not some freak accident, and police were contacted. Being the worker assigned to be on the outdoor duty, Sophie Redhead was requested to voluntarily attend the York Police Station clearly in the knowledge she would be otherwise arrested. She was interviewed under caution as she was a criminal suspect, 
which would have been terrifying, I could not help but put myself in her shoes. Sophie admitted that she was distracted during those critical 20 minutes. She was one of three workers for 17 children, and during the time Lydia had walked out of the playroom to the outdoors play equipment, Sophie was consoling another young child who had fallen over and hurt himself. Police did not want anything of it, and Sophie would be charged with gross negligence manslaughter. Now, while this offence can attract a maximum term of life imprisonment, typically for workplace-related incidents, sentences range between four and seven years. But regardless, Sophie, being a single mother, must have been absolutely terrified. Robert Smith QC for the prosecution would state during trial, quote, Lydia was left to her own devices for what seemed to be a prolonged period. Only when a member of staff discovered she was not in the building or directly outside did anyone appreciate she may have come into some harm, unquote. And since that member of staff responsible for Lydia's well-being was Sophie Redhead, police felt like they had little option. A baby had lost her life and her death was, quote, completely avoidable had proper measures been taken to protect her, unquote. Sophie Redhead would be released on bail pending her trial. In the 18 months preceding, the York College would be closed immediately following Lydia's death and it would never be reopened. Sophie lost her licence as a daycare educator. However, she would return to nannying. One of her main families would be one she cared for at the nursery. And Amanda Monaghan would testify for Sophie's character at trial, saying she still trusts Sophie with her own children because she was such a, quote, conscientious and caring person, unquote, and someone who was the type of person who always followed instructions to the letter. January 2014, the case of who was negligent in the death of Lydia Bishop went to trial, the prosecution arguing that not only was York College Nursery responsible, but as was Sophie Redhead, as she was the worker responsible for Lydia on the day in question. The case against Sophie was that she saw Lydia walk towards the slide, but took no action to prevent her from going on it, despite knowing there was no other members of staff in the area and that the college had a, quote, tick-box mentality, unquote, towards health and safety, which meant legislation was only followed on paper but not in practice. The jury heard that the college had not had an official inspection since 2009, three years before Lydia's death, and at the time they were given a good rating. Since then, however, any safety review was self-managed, and they would award themselves only a month before Lydia died as outstanding in their health and safety procedures. These were only ever carried out through questionnaire and emails, never including a physical inspection of the nursery in operation. Nursery manager Liz Radford would take the stand in regards to this and state she had never witnessed anything of concern when she inspected the slide area as part of her duties. Breaking down in tears in the witness box when she saw a photograph of the slide immediately following Lydia's death still with the rope attached. The nursery nurse, Lindsay Harrison, would contradict Liz's statement, however. She claimed she would always remove the ropes from the slide after everyone had left for the day because she was worried such a tragedy would happen. 
she would raise these concerns about having the ropes permanently removed. By July 2012, it would become all too much for Lindsay, and she would take a position at another nursery because, as she would write in her resignation letter, she did not want it on her conscience that she stood by and a child became seriously or fatally injured. Only two months later, Lydia Bishop would be dead. Robert Smith QC would address the jury in his closing statements that he believed there was a serious failing by Sophie Redhead which amounted to negligence. And it was up to the jury to say if this negligence was significant enough to amount to manslaughter, giving them the alternative charge of failing to take responsible care for the health and safety of a child to consider in their sentencing. The jury of six men and six women would listen to three weeks' worth of testimony before taking only three hours to reach their verdict. Sophie Redhead was not guilty, but they deemed the college as liable for Lydia's death. Something I honestly could not agree more with. The college would be fined £175,000 in order to pay an additional £45,000 in court costs. They would lose their licence and never reopen. The college principal, Alison Birkinshaw, addressed the media after the verdict was handed down. Quote, This has been an extremely difficult period for all involved, and we remain devastated. We deeply regret what happened, and we cannot begin to imagine the pain experienced by Lydia's family and everyone affected by this terrible tragedy. They remain constantly in our thoughts. Unquote. The York College chose not to appeal the verdict. If Lydia Bishop was still alive today, she would be 13 years old, a teenager. So many memories lost, still so much life and experience to gain. A tragedy that was extremely avoidable but happens far too often. Was any one individual responsible? The courts determined that was not the case. And should one person be held responsible when a wider organisation should provide the training and enforce a procedure to keep others safe. It is obviously here that this was a bigger issue than just what happened on that day at that time. Does that lessen the impact? Of course not. Lives were destroyed, never to be the same. One thing is for certain, though, is that York College attempted to avoid the blame for the tragedy, all while Lydia's parents were grieving for their daughter. I went back and forth on whether to cover Lydia's story, it wasn't the normal type of case I cover. But then why not? Lydia is a true example of an innocent life that was stolen from an organisation who attempted to absolve themselves of any responsibility. And that is something that is truly unforgivable. Lydia Bishop, you will not be forgotten. If you have your own thoughts and theories on the case we discussed today or any case we talk about on Stolen Lives. Please search Stolen Lives on Facebook, like the page so you don't miss an episode, and join the discussion group to talk about your thoughts and theories. You can also talk to us on Twitter, search lives underscore stolen, or on Instagram, Stolen Lives Podcast. If you like what you heard today, we would appreciate it if you share this episode on your social media of choice, and subscribe and leave a positive review on your podcast app. Today's episode was researched and written by me, Ali. Hosting and production was also by me, Ali. Music is by Mayu.
The rules are, listen carefully, do your research, trust no one, and run for your life. The Family Game from international best-selling author Catherine Stedman. It may all seem like a game to the powerful Holbeck family, but games can still be deadly. Ready or not, here they come. The Family Game is out now in paperback in all good bookshops. Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.